monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G, and with me this week, as she is every week, I don't know why I said this week, because it'd be weird if I had like a different, wouldn't it be weird if all of a sudden one episode had like a different wife and we never explained it? You should do that. And then you came back the next week and we just never explained it. Let's do that. Do I get to sleep with the other wife? No! Well then I don't want to do it. (laughs) I want to go for broke or don't do nothing. Uh, as I was saying, I'm the creature Joy G, and with me, as always, is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. Also, we have pet of creature, who is slurping water in the background, and son of creature, who yes. is teething. So let's hope that this goes well. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get right into it. It was my pick this week, so naturally we watched an awesome movie. We watched 1957's Terrence Fisher, a hammer horror film starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. It is The Curse of Frankenstein. More than a hundred years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead have since become a legend. A legend that is still told with horror the world over. We've only just started. Just opened the door. Look, now's the time to go through that door and find what lies beyond it. But don't you see, Paul? We've discovered the source of life itself, and we've used it to restore a creature that was dead. This is Frankenstein, who revolted against nature, who experimented with the devil and was forever cursed. His unwilling collaborator was Paul Kremp. I can't prove you murdered, but I can stop you using his brain. Why, he has no further use for it? Don't be a fool! Be careful! Do only two women ever entered this house of evil. Elizabeth, come back! Elizabeth, the lovely cousin who had promised to marry him, and Justine, the maid, who kept passionate and secret rendezvous with her master. Won't you understand you're in real danger? What Victor is doing is dangerous to everyone in the house. Now, you cannot possibly conceive what dreadful thing he's planning to do. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? That Victor's wicked? Insane? Wicked? Insane? Evil? Call Frankenstein what you will. A demon had made a man-made monster. And now, the monster was the master. Paul, what are you going to do? For your sake and to protect Elizabeth, I've so far kept silent. But now I shall go to the authorities and have them destroy that creature. And see that you pay for these atrocities. No! So, before we start, I just want to point out that this will be a very biased review because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it? I love this movie. This is my favorite Frankenstein movie that I... I mean, there's lots of Frankenstein movies I haven't seen. When but did I've you first quite, see it? Last year sometime. Oh, cool. Uh, there's been quite a few Frankenstein movies. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a fair few of them, and this is my favorite. Nice. Nicole, uh, let me tell you what it's about, even though you watch it. <laughs> tell me, Joey. 
Tell me. This movie stars Peter Cushing as Victor Baron von Frankenstein, or just Victor Baron Frankenstein. Uh, the movie starts with him in, in prison awaiting execution for murder, and that's sort of the framing sequence they used to go back and show the, the whole story of what happened. Uh, young Victor becomes the student of Paul Krempe, who, as Victor ages, the, they become uh, partners and collaborate on scientific experiments, specifically with the reanimation of dead tissue. They revive a dog, which made you very happy. It was a little puppy, and he was all... It was dead. the opposite of what usually and, happens in our movies. And yeah, horror movies usually something bad happens to the dog, and that is a make or break deal for me. Yeah, the dog didn't die. The dog came back the to life. The little puppy, and he was like, his little tongue was going, noop, 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 and he was Anyway, really after cute. that, Victor decides he wants to try his hand at creating new life, and Paul's like, whoa, dog, you be fucked and he tripping. He gets a little but, bit bro. freaked out at that. So he says he ain't going to help him, and Victor goes on alone, and... Uh, he helps him at first, doesn't a he? A little, not really. A With little the bit. hoy, the donkey, he has. Yeah, he helps him, him get the. He gets helps him get the, the first body, and then he's just like, "Fuck all this." And then as it progresses, he sees his friend turn into something that he doesn't yeah. recognize mm-hmm. himself. And ultimately, the monster gets created, and then things play out the way you would expect them to in a Frankenstein movie. <laughs> one of the things I like about this movie is a Peter Cushing is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. He's one of my all-time favorite actors, and this is one of my all-time favorite performances of his because. I just love the fact that the, this Frankenstein movie is so not about the monster. The monster isn't even in it until the last, like, 30 minutes. It's all about the Baron. It's all about Dr. Frankenstein, the actual Frankenstein. I think it's more, like, psychologically yeah. horrifying and interesting watching him get deeper and deeper into his work. And he kind of loses himself and almost, oh, like, yeah, he's he, kind, he's he, be, he becomes the monster. Yeah, like, he... One of the... I also kind of like how he's never really not. He's always kind of a bastard. <laughs> You know, like even when he was a kid, he's kind of just like yeah. But yeah. he doesn't become as monstrosity. No, but there's like monstrous. no hesitation to being a dick, and yeah. like as he goes on, yes, spoiler alert, he ends up like killing people. Like uh, I, one of the things I like about this movie is how he wants to create this new person who has who's guaranteed to be like a brilliant artist by giving him a great mind and the hands of a sculptor and all this kind of stuff. So, and I like the way he collects the body parts and then ultimately. Uh, harvests, if you will, a brain from a brilliant philosopher and, and scientist. But, but then Paul fucks up the brain. Yeah, because Paul's all like, dick, and punches it, and it falls, and it damages the brain. And that's why we he have the still, volatile monster. He still uses the brain. The abnormal brain. Abnormal, exactly. <laughs> now, as much as I love the Boris Karloff look of Frankenstein, this, to me, looks way more like a, a monster that was created out of patchwork body parts. Yeah. You know? I agree. So to me, this is more what the Frankenstein monster should look like. He looks like a monster. Like the the Boris Karloff one just Karloff? looks like, like. You mean Boris Karloff? Boris Karloff it looks like Boris say. Karloff. Yeah, yeah, and it's great, and of course, it's the most iconic image in yeah. all horror film. But I love Christopher Lee's monster. I love the color in this movie. That's the it's, hammer. It's like. Very bright, yeah. Very bright very red gothic. blood, and his in his the patchwork yeah. is just the brightness of it is, is makes it more shocking. That's one of my favorite things about these um, the Hammer horror films. These very gothic and uh, theatrical and bright and extraordinarily well costumed and photographed. These old gothic horror movies, and my one of my if I had to pick my top ten favorite directors of all time. Terrence Fisher, who made this film, would easily make that top ten. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of his other Hammer films, and he's just the greatest. 
he also directed the sequel to this movie, which is called The Revenge of Frankenstein, and it's also awesome. Then the third one in the franchise is called The Evil of Frankenstein, and Terrence Fisher didn't do it, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. The only thing that rescues it at all is the fact that Peter Cushing is in it, but it's not as good. But anyway, yeah, I love this movie. Oh, and of course, the other thing we get, this is the beginning of this. This was one of the first Hammer films. This launched the whole Hammer franchise, because they did Can a lot. Can you explain what the Hammer franchise yeah. is? Yeah, Hammer is just, was a studio in Britain. Okay. And they started doing these horror movies, and they've done a lot of famous ones. They did Christopher Lee. All of the movies were Christopher Lee as Dracula. Okay. Those are the Hammer films. They did versions of The Mummy. They did versions of um, the the werewolf one. They did one the really good one called Curse of the Werewolf. That's really good. Uh, my favorite is the Frankenstein ones, but a lot of the Dracula ones are also excellent. But they made a lot. They made something like 70 or 80 of these movies. Not just... And the, this was the first one? I think... The, well, it's not the first Hammer film, but I think it was one of the original like Hammer horror movies. That's cool. And, that, and because it was so successful, it was their first color horror film. And because it was so successful, it led to them doing versions of Dracula and the Mummy and whatnot. And you had said... And I, I kind of watched part of a documentary <clears throat> with you about horror movies. And this movie, the clip was in it of Frankenstein... Um, getting yeah. shot and just that bright red blood. They said that was very shocking at the time in 1957 well, exactly to have right, that yeah. kind of gore in it. It was one of the earlier, more earlier mainstream movies that had some gore in it because in Hollywood for so long the code wouldn't allow them to do things like that. Yeah. But this was made outside of Hollywood, right? Yeah. So I don't, if my understanding is correct, then the the rules of the Hayes Code don't apply to this to these films because they were made in in the United Kingdom. But yeah, they're excellent. They made a total of seven Frankenstein movies. They made a total of, of uh, nine Dracula movies, some of which are better than others. They made The Mummy. They did movies about cave girls. They did, they did one of my all-time favorite versions of, um, of uh, The Hound of the Baskervilles, which also stars Peter Cushing as Sherlock Holmes. And I love it. And that was directed by Terrence Fisher. Terrence Fisher made most of the good ones. Now you said that you thought I'm that I wasn't gonna like this. Movie. I wasn't sure because it's slow. I thought you might think it was boring. And it seems like the type of thing that I might not like, but I really liked the character. Oh, he the acting was really good. Isn't he amazing? Everyone was good in this movie. It's so theatrical, but yeah, just, it's a bit over the top. But for that time, that's like what it, like it that's what it was like in that time. And I liked watching him spiral into madness. And he he just chews the scenery. Eh? Like he's it's having good. so much fun. You yeah, it it was really good. I really liked the story. It was just a really really good story. And I can see how yeah. it's. How that the, the parts in it would be horrific at that time, like the big Frankenstein in monster in the in the formaldehyde tank and things yeah, like it was that. So and cool. it, I know this is my bringing my memories to it, yeah, please but do. Um, it might I can't speak. It'd be weird if you brought somebody else's <laughs> memories to it. It reminded me of Damien Hirst's shark in formaldehyde. Oh, yeah. um, um, it's a famous work of art and famous sculpture, and it, it just reminded me of that. Well, you know what? This had more of though than that. What? And that's cleavage. I One don't. Other, <laughs> this was the beginning of the hammer, and as the films would go on, the cleavage count would skyrocket. And some of the hammer horror films, you could argue, were maybe more about the cleavage than they were about anything else. This but, I didn't think. I thought it was very tame. Oh yeah, but you got to remember, it's 1957, <laughs> yeah. and like I, I don't know, I just something about it that I just love, like the. These beautiful women in these Hammer movies, and a lot of them are really good actresses. But it's just like their job is to have ridiculously low cut dresses <laughs> and just be there. I loved you know? the relationship between Paul and Victor. Yes, me too. How he was he? Paul had been with Victor since 
Victor was a young boy. Yeah. And, and they were friends. Yeah, college, like, right? he kind of helped raise him in a way and grew up. Kind and of, yeah. how Paul was so disappointed in what, what yeah. he kind of turned out to be like. And it's it's interesting. It's like I I don't know where exactly I'm going with this, but I'm just spitballing here in okay. my head. It seems like any time a movie involves a scientist, they're always the bad guys. Like, think about it, like, all of, um, especially horror movies, like, yeah. scientists are like responsible Splice. for Godzillas and them, and mad scientists are, and it's always about, like, science going where science ought not to go. So it's, it's such, it almost feels like such a conservative value, it's, like, it's just like, no, we are, um, uh, oh, like a yeah, you're old folk tale, God. yeah, yeah like, scare people. what happens when you fly too close to the sun? To scare people into being good and, yeah, and, and so it's brainwashed. Like, it's weird that I like them so much, like these science run amok movies, because it's always the scientist who's just like, I will be God! <laughs> <laughs> and I, in real life, I couldn't be further from that, I'm just like, yeah, there, there isn't a God, so you should do that stuff. <laughs> Where are the scientists making monsters? That's what I want to know. <laughs> You want to be like the evil genius yeah, scientist? Yeah, that's what I want. I mean, I don't want to go to school, but if I if I was going to be a scientist, I would make monsters. I think. You know, today I just rewatched um, Doctor Horrible's sing along blog, and in a way, good. he's like an evil science genius. In a way, like in like, every way, that's like the whole point. Working of the movie. on his like freeze ray. And his free, <laughs> with my freeze ray, I will stop. And the it didn't. It didn't work out so well. He says, "I Captain Hammer threw a car at my head." Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm so glad you liked this movie because it's one of my favorites. Nicole, I really liked it. I loved the color it? in it. The best. The color is the best part of the movie. Okay. What do you give it? Um, I give it a 9 out of 10. I really, nice. really liked it. Well, this is one of the few in the history of our podcast that I've given a 10 to. I've given more 10s than you because I am way more enthusiastic and don't take it seriously. But yeah, 10 out of 10. One of my favorites. What? I don't take it seriously. Something you do. I'm saying, like, I can't be subjective. Or objective about movies. Um, I'm really bad at it. Except for uh, The Pumpkin Carver, which I gave, if you'll recall, I gave it a fuck this movie. Oh. I gave it a fuck this movie out of ten. And I gave Apparition a zero. <laughs> that movie was terrible. What did I give Apparition? You gave Apparition a one. I thought I would give it more. Really? I Why? Maybe I gave it a three. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> it was the lowest, the second lowest. No, was it the lowest? You've, you've given two ones in the history of our podcast. Have I ever given a zero? No, you've given two ones and a two. Oh, and I don't have ratings for episode 38 through 45 because I was lazy and I didn't write them down while we were doing lazy. the shows. Anyway, yeah, so Curse of Ranks, 9, 10 out of 10. I love it. I'm so glad you liked it. Will you watch the sequels with me at some point? I would love to. We'll, I'll even skip three for you because three is so unnecessary. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I have a game, Nicole. I have a little, it's a little bit of a different game for us. It's, oh, it's not that different. It's pretty similar to our usual <laughs> game, actually. We're just gonna a little different. I have eight movies. Joey's here. thinking outside the box now. I have eight. One, two, three, four. Eight. I have eight. It's but here's how we're gonna do it. Rather than me read you all of them and you tell me which one's the fake, I'm gonna read you the one one at a time and you're gonna tell me real or fake. In a game I like to call Franks and Beans. Is there more than one fake? Yes. Okay. Just listen. So basically, there's these are all Frankenstein movies. Okay. They've made a lot of Frankenstein movies. Some of them are tenuously connected to Frankenstein at best. So I'm going to tell you the movie, okay. and you're going to tell me if it's a Frank or a Bean. A Frank is... So if it, is, it, is it Frank's or is it full of beans? Is it a real Frank movie, or am I full of beans? Frank's and beans. But you didn't eat any beans today. I had beans with lunch, and I, I had fajitas. Oh, then you might be full of beans. So yeah, so I may... It's these are either Frank's or Beans. All right. Frank's or Beans, ready? Are you going to tell me right away if it's... Yeah. If I might? Okay. And we'll keep score. Okay. Okay? So we'll see how you do out of eight. Are you ready to play Frank's and Beans? Ready. 
All right, film number one, Flesh for Frankenstein. In Serbia, Baron Frankenstein lives with the Baroness and their two children. He dreams of a super race returning Siberia to its... Siberia? Returning Serbia to its grand connections to ancient Greece. In his laboratory, assisted by Otto, he builds a desirable female body, but needs a male who will be, who will be super body and super lover. He thinks he has found just the right brain to go with the body he's built, but he's made an error, taking the head of an asexual aesthete. aesthete. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Baroness has her lusts, and she fastens on Nicholas, a friend of the dead lad. Can the Baron pull off his grand plan? He brings the two zombies together to mate. Meanwhile, Nicholas tries to free his dead friend, but what about the Baron's children? So, flesh for Frankenstein. Franks or beans? Franks. Yes. Did you already know about this one? Uh, yeah. Because Andy Warhol made it? No. It's directed by I Andy Warhol. I did not know Andy Warhol made it. Yeah. It's apparently fucking horrible. I bet. Andy love Warhol's a pretty shit artist. You don't like him, man. I really I would like to see Flesh for Frankenstein, though. All right. Number two. So, you're one for one. One for one. Number two. Blackenstein. Oh my god. Eddie is a Vietnam veteran who loses his arms and legs when he steps on a landmine, but a brilliant surgeon is able to attach new limbs. Unfortunately, an insanely jealous assistant who has fallen in love with Eddie's fiance switches Eddie's DNA injections, transforming him into a gigantic killer monster who happens to be black and have an afro. Blackenstein. Franks or beans? Beans. Franks. No Blackenstein is a real movie. Oh. You're one out of two. 50%. I thought you were going to... I thought that one was a fake because... Of that movie Blackula. Which is actually a good movie. I thought that this was like your take on it and you no, were trying to they, fool me. Yeah, it's part of the uh, 1970s shoot. black exploitation. Uh, I'm one for two. Yep, 50%. All right, fellow <laughs> number three, Liquid Frankenstein. A mad scientist, while experimenting with the genetic properties of water, discovers a solution that was used in Dr. Frankenstein's original experiments. He discovers that when the solution comes into contact with dead flesh, it reanimates the flesh. He begins to create a resurrected army, beginning with road-killed creatures he finds and moving all the way up to the corpses of humans. Franks or beans? Franks. Beans! What? I invented Liquid Frankenstein. Oh. Isn't that a great name, though? Well, Would you happy. watch Liquid Frankenstein? Yeah, I thought it sounded good. Thank you. You've so got some good th- ideas on that head of yours. I know. Every, every time I'm thinking about <laughs> it, I had better ideas. I have to remember these stupid things I come up with. <laughs> all right, ready for fellow number four? Yes. Frankenhooker. Um, <laughs> A medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her a new body made out of Manhattan street hookers. Franks or Beans? I'm going to go with Frank. Franks, it's a real movie. <laughs> I'm so, I thought you would know this one because they advertise it, oh, really? the DVD of it in Room Wars. What am I at now? Two you're for two five? Out of, you're, you're, yeah, you're two and two, so you're 50%. Oh, two out of four. Two out of four. Yeah. Okay. All right, fill in number five. Frankenstein Conquers the World. During World War II, a human heart taken from a certain lab in Europe... Sorry, what was this one called? Frankenstein Conquers the World. A human heart taken from a lab in Europe, belonging to Dr. Frankenstein, is kept in a Japanese lab. When it gets exposed to the radiation of the bombing of Hiroshima, the heart grows in size, mutates, and sprouts appendages, eventually growing into a complete body and escaping. Later, a feral boy with a certain physical deformity, he has a large head with a flat top, is captured by scientists who refer to the boy as Frankenstein. The creature grows to the height of 20 feet, escapes again, fights police and army, and is practically indestructible. Later, a reptilian monster goes on a rampage, and eventually the Frankenstein creature and the reptile face off in a terrible titanic battle. Franks or beans? Franks. You sure? Yes. Why? Because that one would be too easy for me to guess it's beans. Why, you don't think it sounds good? Because I think that's something that you would make up. <laughs> so it's got to be Franks? Yeah. You're right, it is a Frank. And yeah. I've seen it. And it's really good. What am I at now? And it's directed by the guy who made the original Godzilla. 
Isn't that cool? In fact, it takes place in the same universe because the monster that he fights is one of the monsters in the Godzilla movies. Isn't that cool? Yes. You don't really care, do you? Nope. I'm three for five. I'm pretty happy you're three right for now. five. I'm proud of you. So, yeah, you're doing pretty good. Okay. Number six. Franklin Nelson Stein. A district attorney who is responsible for a mad scientist being sent to the electric chair is hunted and later experimented on when the scientist he sent to the chair is revived by his assistant and comes for his revenge. Franklin Nelson Stein. Frank N. Stein. Beans. Beans it is. <laughs> Would you have known it was beans if I hadn't gone to the trouble of pointing I out was that his initials guess were beans. Frank N. Stein? It's a good idea though, right? <laughs> Sure, I would totally watch Frank and Stein. Four for six. You're four for six. You're doing well. Yeah. All right. You got two thirds of them right so far. Number seven. I was a teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> Professor Frankenstein, a university lecturer with an alligator pit under his house, steals body parts of dead athletes from the wreckage of a crashed airplane. He builds a hunky male monster with a hideously disfigured face, which goes on a killing spree. <laughs> I was a teenage Frankenstein. Franks or beans? Franks. Franks is correct. How'd you know? It, just, it sounds like something that'd be real. <laughs> really? A, ma- a university lecturer with an alligator pit under his ass? Yep. All right. So, the, very good. You've already won because you've got five out of... You've got six out of eight, right? I thought... Did you get... No, you got three wrong. So, you got five out of eight. Yeah. So, you've already got more than half right, so you've already won. But, all right, last one. Number eight. No, you've got five out of seven. Okay. God damn it. Lady Frankenstein. <laughs> When Dr. Frankenstein is killed by a monster he created, his daughter and his lab assistant, Marshall, continue his experiments. The two fall in love and attempt to transplant Marshall's brain into the muscular body of a retarded servant, Stephen, in order to prolong the aging Marshall's life. Meanwhile, the first monster seeks revenge on the grave robbers who sold the body parts used in its creation to Dr. Frankenstein. Soon it comes after Marshall and the doctor's daughter. Lady Frankenstein, Frank Serene's. Franks. Franks! Well done! Six out of eight! Yay! You did really got 75% right! Yeah, oh. That sucks! I'm losing a soother! I caught it, don't worry. You should really, like, uh. suck harder on those. Nicole? Uh, so that is gonna wrap us up, then. You did a good job, Nicole. You did well. You won Franks and Beans! Yay! I've never won before! I have won before. It's oh. also the first time we've ever played Franks and Beans. Yeah, well, you gotta take the baby right now. Come give me the baby and tell the folks at home what we're gonna be watching All next. Alright, I'm excited for our next one. It's called Nosferatu, a symphony of horror? Terror. terror. Do you want, you know, Are you looking up? Well, I already know a lot about is, it. No, is it terror or horror? Uh, I think it's terror. Anyway, it's like a silent movie. It is of, a silent movie. Of um, Dracula. It's one of the original Dracula films, yes. And it's actually a symphony of horror, sorry. Oh, From symphony of horror. It's a silent film by F.W. Murnau. And I'm excited for it. The images from this movie I've been seeing since I was a child. I used to play a, a computer game called Haunted Mansion. You could go into different rooms, and there was one room that had a little TV screen. You could play different things, and it showed different clips of oh, cool. of horror movies, and the, the, they always showed the long finger fingernails. It also showed a clip of a cat thing. I don't know if that's the Cat People movie you were talking about. Be, which we're going to watch. I'm going to as well announce that right now. Anyway, the week after Nicole's pick is our next Versus, because we missed a Versus like so long ago. We were supposed to have done the Versus, I think, five weeks ago. So <laughs> after next week's Nosferatu from 1922, we're going to watch the original Jacques Tourneur Cat People, followed by the Paul Schrader remake from the 80s. 
with the David Bowie song. Yeah, so I'm actually really excited to watch this really, really old silent movie. It's a great movie. I think you're going to like it. We are, this will be like the third week in a row. Oh no, we, Martyrs was one. I was going to say it will be the third week in a row. I've already seen the movie, but uh, I hadn't seen Martyrs. And look Mm -hmm. how that turned out. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Stop pulling my hair, bud. Uh, Until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. And this is the son of creature. And y'all stay scary. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?